Now, a question that you undoubtedly will hear many times between now and December 25th is this. Are you ready for Christmas? Now, I suppose what is really being asked here is, have you put up all your Christmas decorations? Have you finished all your Christmas shopping? You know, it even takes time to shop online these days, right? Have you mailed all of your Christmas cards, or at least have some ideas of the unique family photo that you're going to take that is going to, well, put your family in that wonderful position of maybe on somebody's fridge because it's so, it's so cool and insightful, right? Have you scheduled and planned for all of your holiday Christmas parties? I mean, come on, are you ready for Christmas? You know, when we meet ourselves coming and going, we call it the Christmas rush. Many times the Christmas season becomes so hectic that we even forget the reason for the season, right? There's a poignant Christmas story about a a little girl who was watching her mom and her dad get ready for Christmas. To her, it seemed that her dad was preoccupied with burdens and bundles and that her mom was preoccupied with parties and presents. And they had no time for her. Many times they would say to her, sweetheart, can you just go play? Maybe in your room quietly by yourself? I mean, in other words, can you not be in the way? Now, her parents did realize what they had done when they were listening to her as she said her prayers one night. And in her prayers, she prayed this. Our Father, who art in heaven, please forgive us our Christmases as we forgive those who Christmas against us. (laughs) Now, when I ask the question, are you ready for Christmas? I'm really asking you about more than just your calendar and your activities. I'm asking you about your attitudes. You know, every once in a while, I hear someone say, you know, I just can't get into the Christmas spirit. Maybe maybe you've said that too. Well, with that in mind, let's spend some time, let's think about what Christmas really means. Christmas tells us that God became a human being that God showed and expressed God's love to us by becoming one of us, living with us, walking with us, teaching us, helping us. And my friends, that is exactly what Christmas means. But what are the right attitudes that we ought to have so that Christmas can really happen in our lives and in our homes. Our scripture lesson this morning is about Joseph. Now Joseph doesn't stand in the spotlight very often or for very long. And we don't know a whole lot about his life. 
But Joseph can teach us a lot about our attitudes, attitudes that can make Christmas real in us. And the first thing we can learn from Joseph is to accept God's will. Joseph was open to the will and to the leading of God. I mean, let's take a moment. Put yourself in Joseph's shoes. I mean, he thought that his life was going to be well planned. He was pledged to be married, which means that he and Mary had made all of the necessary arrangements and that the ceremony was coming soon. So his life, he was going to marry settle down in a cozy little town of Nazareth and continue his carpentry business. And he and Mary were going to do what? They were going to live happily ever after. Isn't that how it's supposed to go? That's what he had planned. But what happens in the midst of that sometimes, right? Well, things happen. And one of the things that happened is Mary came to him and said, Uh, Joseph, something pretty important you need to know. I'm expecting a baby, and it's not yours. My friends, it must have hit him like a bombshell. The Mary that he loved seemingly had been unfaithful. I mean, he knew this child wasn't his, so in his mind there was only one possible conclusion. Now, according to Hebrew law, Mary should be stoned to death. But Joseph loved her and decided to separate from her quietly. And then God intercedes. An angel comes to Joseph in a dream and says, in effect, Joseph, trust God. I know you don't see God. But I'm here to tell you, God is in this. You don't understand what's happening. But trust. Have faith. God is the one who is going to work this out. I am so thankful that none of us here have ever thought that God wasn't in control. I'm so glad that none of us here have ever thought, oh, my trust in God is waning. I don't see God's working. You know what? I need more machinations of my own. I need to take control of this. I need to do my thing and make this happen because it seems that God is way too passive. God's just not involved. And what does the angel say? God's involved. It's okay. You can try to manipulate and control as much as you want. But God is involved. God is in this. That's what Joseph needed to hear. That's what we need to hear. We find ourselves in a similar position. Christmas comes as a time of peace, yet there's always conflict. Christmas comes as a time of joy, and yet there is always sadness and grief. Christmas comes as a time of love, and yet there is always fear that leads to hatred. Like Joseph, we cry out, God, 
How can this be? And just like Joseph, God whispers back to us, trust me, I'm in this. Trust me, I'm here. Trust me, I care. You know, God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. This side of heaven, we may never truly understand all that God is doing. And so what is our job? Our job is to live into our faith. Our God is to trust. Second thing, second thing that Joseph teaches us is to learn to care for other people. To learn to care for other people. Joseph's assignment was really a pretty simple one. He is in a starring role, but his part is critical. His task is important. His task is this. Take care of Mary and the baby Jesus. Now, the season of Christmas comes once a year and causes us to be more sensitive or should cause us to be more sensitive to the needs of others. You know, we have uh, these manger gifts, right? You've seen them around. We've been advertising those. Every Sunday is an opportunity to respond for the needs of others. It's just so critical. It's so important for us. You know, one of the best compliments that I can receive as a pastor or you can receive as a member of this church is for somebody to say about this church, this church cares. This church is a church that puts love into action. This church tries to make a difference in the world. This church is helping in God's will by bringing forth the kingdom of God and sharing the love of God with all. You know, one of my favorite stories is about a, a young couple who had an 18-month-old son who had gone at Christmas time, they had gone at Christmas time to spend a few days with their parents. Now, Christmas fell on a Sunday that year, and the dad had to be back at work first thing Monday morning. So after going to church together with their young family, they said their goodbyes and they set off for the drive home. Now, there weren't many gas stations open on Christmas Day, but they did find a truck stop that was open, and so they stopped for some gas and for something to eat. They went into that truck stop, truck stop slash restaurant and saw that they were the only customers there or at least they thought they were. Eric, their 18-month-old son, had taken to saying, hi, dear, hi, dear. It was cute how he combined two words, hi and there. And every time he said, hi, dear, a response came from a table nearby. And the response was, hi, there, little boy. The couple then looked at the nearby booth and saw an old, ragged, tattered-looking man. His coat was several sizes too big. His pants drugged the floor. His face was unshaven, and his smile revealed some missing teeth. Yet little Eric was, for some reason, 
attracted to this old man. And he kept saying, hi there, hi there. And every time that old man would answer. Now Eric's parents felt uneasy. The husband whispered to his wife, let's eat our food and let's get out of here as quickly as we can. And from across the way, the old man started playing peekaboo with Eric. And Eric laughed and laughed and laughed. Mom and Dad hurriedly gulped down their food. They paid their bill and they started to leave. And as they walked past the old scraggly man, Eric put out both arms towards him. Very politely, the older gentleman asked, Ma'am, can I hold your baby? Eric lunged into the man's arms and hugged him around his neck. And the old man hugged the child gently and lovingly. He closed his eyes and tears began to stream down his face. For a moment, the old man and Eric hugged each other. It was a long moment. And then the old man looked up at Eric's mother and said, Ma'am, you take care of this special boy. And she answered, Yes, sir, I will. The old man handed Eric back and said, Thank you. You have given me the greatest Christmas gift ever. My friends, did you get that right? What's the greatest Christmas gift? It's the gift of love. It's the gift of love that first comes from receiving Christ into our life and into our heart. And then it comes as we extend that love to others and share moments of humanity. Because it's in that moment of sharing our humanity that what happens? Jesus is in that moment. Christmas is in that moment. And it is so critical and crucial for us. If you want to get into the season, if you want to feel Christmas, you have to share your humanity. You have to share the love of Christ that has been shared with you. I mean, think about it. Jesus lovingly cared for Mary, cared for Jesus. And Christmas will come for us when we care and love others, when we share in our humanity. Lastly, Christmas came to Joseph because he gave. And he gave whatever he had to give. You know, after Jesus was born, Joseph didn't know that he'd have to take Mary and the baby, not home to Nazareth, but to Egypt. He didn't know he'd be separated from home and from his loved ones for a long period of time. He didn't know of all the demands made on his time, 
But whatever he was asked by God to give, Joseph freely gave. My friends, that's what Christmas is about, isn't it? When God gave God's self, that was when Christmas happened. There's nothing, nothing wrong with gift giving. But the greatest gift is the gift of love. Wally was a seventh grade student who was bigger than any of the other students in his Sunday school class. Wally was a bit slow, but he always seemed to manage and people liked him. At Christmas time, his class decided to put on a Christmas pageant. And since Wally was the biggest, he was asked to be the innkeeper. I mean, after all, the innkeeper is really kind of a villain in the Christmas drama, right? And so they coached Wally to be as mean as he could be. Well, the night came for the Christmas play, and in it, Mary and Joseph came to Bethlehem. They went to the inn, they knocked on the door, and Wally opened the door, and as gruffly as he could say, he said, what do you want? And Joseph said, we've traveled afar, and we need a room. And Wally said, there's no room here. And Joseph replied, but my wife is expecting a baby any time now. Isn't there some place we can stay? Isn't there some place we can get out of the cold? No, Wally said. No room here. Suddenly there was silence on the stage. Someone had forgotten their line. And from behind the curtain, the director prompted Wally with his line. And the line was, be gone, be gone. But Wally never said it. No, as they turned to walk away, and as he saw how sadly Mary and Joseph turned and moseyed off, I mean, Wally just couldn't stand it anymore. His heart broke. And he even broke character. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't go. You can have my room. <laughs> At first, the director thought that the Christmas play had been completely ruined. And then she thought a little deeper. And she came up with, you know what? Maybe Wally understands Christmas better than anyone. Maybe he understands Christmas better than anyone because he couldn't turn Jesus away. My friends, I ask you again, are you ready? Are you ready for Christmas? And you know what? I don't know if you're going to get all your shopping done. I don't know if you're going to make all of your parties. But here's what I'm going to pray for you. Pray for all of us. I pray that once again you'll receive Christ Jesus into your heart and into your life and that you'll respond to that gift by sharing the gift of love, by reaching out to others and extending your own humanity in love and in grace. 
Because it is in those moments that you will find Christmas moments. Because Jesus is real and Jesus is present. And I promise you're going to be changed. And Christmas is going to be born in your heart. My friends, receive Christ into your heart. And share that gift of love with others. And I promise, I promise that you will find the true spirit of Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.